Welcome to Rich Conversations. I'm really excited for this week. I'm up in Wisconsin, and I'll be at the Racine County Fair Wednesday through Sunday in the uh, Expo Barn. And I'm so excited because the Racine County Fair has been such a part of me growing up and my rural background. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're selling copies of Millie Moose of the Farm, our children's book. We'll also have copies of Primary Ponderings and Homeless But Human. So this week we're going to be handing out at the county fair, and uh, I thought it'd be great to have Janet Wilson on. She lives in Texas, but she's really a Wisconsinite at heart. And uh, what's interesting, I'm meeting or talking to all these different people from Texas recently. You know, just a, just an observation that people from Texas have been uh, making their way into my life. Interesting. So we're going to talk Texas culture, because I think Texas culture is kind of similar to Wisconsin culture. Uh, I feel like the people in Texas and, and Wisconsin would get along really well. So I'm going to ask her about culture in Texas, country music. So, you know, I got to prepare myself for, uh, for being out here at the county fair. A lot of country music, which I love. And also, we're going to talk the Green Bay Packers. Training camp is starting up, and uh, she's a big, big Packer fan, living in Texas. So this is going to be a fun episode. Janet, Janet's got a lot of energy. I uh, love it. So you can follow her at OJanJan. Let's begin. So today we have Janet Wilson all the way from Texas. Something, something that I am uh, about to do when this comes out, I might be at it right now, but uh, the Racine County Fair up in Wisconsin, I'll be there. Uh, and I wanted Janet on because I kind of need to get caught up in like country culture. And because oh. uh, I go up to Wisconsin, I do some things, uh, but I'm not as engaged with country or rural living as much as I, I used to be. So I want to kind of get up, get caught up to speed. We're going to talk uh, Texas and country culture, country music, and uh, the Packers as well. So Janet is here. Welcome. Hi. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Uh, why don't you give a brief intro of yourself? Uh, my name is Janet Wilson. I live in Texas. I've lived in Texas all my life, but half of my family is from Wisconsin. So I'm very, I'm half like Wisconsinite, half Texan, whatever you want to call me. I know a lot of people have told me I Texas harder than anybody, but I know I also kind of contradictory. I am also very Wisconsinite. There are aspects of me just because we've, I lived half of my life up there practically so half of the things uh that i do are like very wisconsinite and then the other half are very like texas so but i've been told that wisconsin is like texas just cold yeah so. i find more and more i'm meeting people from texas and it's, it's just interesting to me um because i do feel that way like wisconsin wisconsin people and texas folk get along really well i think yes yeah, we do. We really do. A lot of, we have a lot of similarities. And then the weathers are one extreme to another. So yeah. we're like heat extreme and y'all are cold extreme. And we have our sayings and our things. So yeah, um, I feel like 
I can relate a lot to my Wisconsin friends that I have like on Twitter or even like my Wisconsin family. Um, so. And you're, you're just showing me, so you have this, this Packers decoration, <laughs> interior decoration. There it is. If you're watching on YouTube. Uh, but you said during the, uh, your, your house was flooded during, uh, what was it the freeze? The or? Texas freeze in February, um, Texas temperatures dropped down to 10 degrees, which is, uh, basically unknown in the Texas area. I was fully prepared with my snowsuit and my snow boots wow. because I have everything from, you know, Wisconsin. I have my like puffer jackets and all that. So I handled it fairly well, but Texas did not handle it well yeah. at all. Yeah, that's um, a pretty big deal there. Yes. Uh, so like my pipes froze and they decided to defrost at like four in the morning. Wow. And that's when they all, they burst. And so my apartment basically flooded. But yeah, at, right now I have a lot of my stuff packed up. But this is just icing on the cake as too far, yeah. as far as like my Packer stuff. I've got my cheese hat and everything. So when you come in, um, I remember the, the workers came in and they were like, it's so cool that you let your boyfriend decorate your place. And I was like, <laughs> all this is mine. <laughs> I don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, Janet. Friend. Uh, yeah, Janet's a diehard Packer fan. We, we got to get into that later. Okay. Uh, so first, I want to ask you, uh, what part of Texas are you in? Right now, I'm in San Antonio. I am from the Valley, though. I grew up there, but um, I moved to San Antonio exactly a year ago. Okay. How would you describe the culture in Texas? In Texas, oh. Geez. Um, it is very blunt. Everybody is very loud and we're not afraid to say like exactly who we are, uh, regardless of your point of view, but, um, it's very, it's not laid back whatsoever, but like I said, I feel like Wisconsinites and Texans have a lot of things in common, but we are very, we are a very proud state. We are very proud of everything that we do. And um, we're like, yeah, we like barbecue. Yeah, like that's, it's, we're loud and we're proud and nobody texts harder than Texans. <laughs> I don't know how to say that, but. Yeah, that's I'm, uh, I'm understanding that pretty well. Uh, what, what do you think the differences are in culture between all the regions? Like whether it be Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, El Paso. Um, the differences, they do differ a lot. Um, and I learned that especially living in the Valley for so long. And when I moved it to San Antonio and people were calling this South Texas and I was like, this is not South Texas. What's the, what's the Valley Valley? The Valley Valley is like Edinburgh. It's, it's further. It's an hour from Corpus Christi more. Oh, south. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's very south an hour away I lived 45 minutes away from the border so um it just kind of wow. it, it rubs me the wrong way when I hear like people from San Antonio or Austin or just call San Antonio South Texas because I know in my heart it's not yeah um, because so South Texas which is the valley and all that it's very um very conservative very okay. uh a lot of Hispanic 
Hispanic culture is embedded in that area for sure. Yeah. Um, my grandpa would literally walk from Mexico to he would cross the border like nothing because he owned like herds herds and herds of cattle and he would sell it in the United States so he would cross the border and take his cattle with him through the shallow areas to sell on the United States side so that's how close I really I was to the border yes so he owned a ranch in Mexico and then they ended up moving to Edinburgh. Well, they yeah. moved to Rio Grande City and then Edinburgh. So that's very conservative and very Hispanic. You know, tacos almost on every corner. A lot of Mexican food, authentic Mexican food. You know, the one that has like Mexican dirt on it to make it ugh, the spices. Yeah. But it is. Yeah. So I when I lived in the valley, I was in Mexico almost every other weekend and people freak out. They're like, how can you be in Mexico? It's just, isn't it scary? I'm like, no, I just go eat to go eat tacos and then come back and for the day. But the further north that you get, the more um, that Hispanic culture begins to die off. It's so strange. Like fades? Okay. Yeah, it like fades away. Um, so I find it less here where like if I start speaking Spanish or part of my Mexican smudge is out of me I get crazy looks but um and I'm the only teacher at my school that can speak Spanish oh really in so San used, Antonio yeah and I, so I'm used as like a translator um but I feel like it kind of dies off and it I all of it together though is very western very uh like that ranch living i think that's yeah. all across texas to be mm-hmm. honest it's all across texas like even down because where i lived i had a ranch well my parents have a ranch and so i feel like that part doesn't die off but the as far as like the demographic of people it's very hispanic further south and then as you go north yeah. it, it kind of fades out and it's more like that honky kind of white yeah <laughs> white <laughs> yeah yeah white rich texas but yeah it's totally different okay uh quick fire round is that how you say it the vibe of each like city in texas so houston dallas san antonio austin how would you like summarize each houston i think there's like a lot of uh like rap culture there I don't know why I guess because I think of Megan the Stallion I don't know Megan the Stallion I think of like rap culture and like where and Mike Jones and like that's where they all came from so it's very like hip-hop culture up there and then more urban so yeah okay and then so you go towards um Dallas which is where uh Fort Worth and all that stuff is like mainly like those the the rich like upper class country like, like old money uh... yes old money <laughs> yeah. like ranches and all that stuff and then you go to austin which is keep austin weird and it's like music central yeah. um i spend a lot of my weekends in austin to go see like my friends bands and stuff like that um that's where a lot of them pretty much start san antonio is a mix between um, that live music and then also as far as they that, that's the thing that I like about San Antonio though they still have like fiesta and um, they still have 
like as far as Dia de los, de los Muertes, they have festivals for that too, you know, which is uh, probably less likely to find in like Austin and Dallas and Fort Worth and all that. And so it's that, a little bit more grounded in uh, traditional culture. In traditional culture, okay. yeah. So um, San Antonio is a little bit of mix of like everything, which is why I decided to move here when I did move. Okay. So if you if you like have an open day, how would you choose to spend it? I am a very simple person. I like on my days off. Uh, my dad lives in San Marcos with my brother and I love to go just chill at the river and just sit there in the water and just drink and have a good time and relax. Um, also, because when school starts, I'm just I'm all over the place. Busy. Yes, very busy. So I like to relax and that would be up here. If I were in the valley, it would probably be to go to South Padre Island and enjoy myself there. So I like to be by the water, but those are the pros about being in the area that I am. I like to go by uh, to the river and just relax and or I'll go to like a concert and chill out there. But those are usually the nights. As far as like a day, if I have a whole day, I just want to sit at the river. I'll sit at the river for eight hours. What river is this? The Guadalupe. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get caught up to speed on my geography here. So there's a <laughs> river that goes through Austin, right? Yes, there's there's a bunch, and honestly, Texas is so hot. Um, every Texan in Texas gravitates towards any body of water, yeah, possible on the weekends or like uh, just a hot day. Honestly, <laughs> I I saw um, so I follow Janet on Instagram and uh, uh, tubing. So you sit on the river and you just you yeah, just, you just float you all just the way float through. down the river, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's it's, it's a very northern Wisconsin thing too. They do that. Yeah. It's very exhausting, though, um, I feel. So sometimes I just get my chair and sit in the river because I feel like sometimes when, you, when you're drinking and you're going down the river and you, like the end of the day, you feel really beat up. So I, I would rather just sit in just one spot and just camp out. What do you think that is? Is that the sun? The sun yeah, kinda... I, think, I think the sun drains you for sure. Um, I try to sit in the shade. I am so tan it's ridiculous because i spent almost like every day out there i am yeah, so she's tan. she's rolling up her sleeves showing <laughs> us her tan yeah so tan <laughs> so you okay so then you go out at night and you're seeing live music there's a lot of live music i take it in texas a lot it's it's like the place to be it's the spot to be at um keep up with any texas band and a lot of the bands don't don't perform indoors. It's really? crazy. It's really hot here. And yet you see a lot of Texas bands performing on the river or they'll perform on outdoor stages. And it, I think it's gone. Huh. No, I'm just kidding. That was before COVID. I feel like it's been happening for a long time like that. Yeah. Wow. So you have... So it's not as much indoor venues. It's uh, it's outside. Yeah, a lot of them are pretty much out, outside, to be honest. Um, and just because Texas 
Texas is very, um, like te Texas country music is a big part of us. So I think holding it outside, you allow more people to show up as opposed to having it in an indoor where you have, you know, you can't Limited. have more than this many yeah, people inside. Like uh, I live down the street from Flores Country Store and uh, it's actually, it's called Flores Country Store, but it is a venue where country oh, really? dance perform yeah uh and it holds a lot of history a lot of history uh willie nelson that was like his okay. spot like he was always there so um they have an indoor venue but it's really small so whenever they have concerts um indoors they can only have a few amount of people but when they have the outdoor concert they have an outdoor venue and it's so much bigger and that that's usually for like bigger bands like Whiskey Myers or Parker McCollum. They hold Coetzel. They're usually outside, but the the smaller bands that haven't really taken off yet, they have them indoors. Um, but yeah, most of the time, and especially during the pandemic and COVID and all that stuff, they try to hold more of the outdoor concerts just because there's it allows more people to go. So is that year round that you're able to do outdoor concerts? Yes. It does wow. not. It does not get that cold as, uh, as far as the whole Texas freeze that has never happened here before. So it doesn't get colder than I'm gonna say, thirty degrees. Probably, that's and that's pushing it. That's really pushing it. Probably like forty degrees. It doesn't get any colder than that, honestly, in the winter here. Um, but and that's aside from last year that it just got really cold. But um, and honestly, I've sat through a Green Bay game where it was eight degrees. So I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> How many, well, I'll ask you some of those Packer questions later. What? Okay. So country music is a big part of Texas culture, right? For sure. Um, who right now are like the top five names in, in country music? I wrote some down. Honestly, though, there's so many. There's so I start. Okay, so for a little context, I I I would listen to country. I enjoy country music, but uh, I haven't really listened in depth since like when I kind of stopped. It was around like like Billy Currington, Dirks Bentley, Luke Bryan was kind of starting off. Eric Church. Um, uh, Toby Keith was a big name. Kenny Chesney, <laughs> Jason Aldean was kind of starting out. Those were kind of the names. Okay. Yeah. Well, those are considered, well, I consider them. And I know a lot of us, uh, Texas country music junkies do that's pop country. <laughs> that's pop okay. country. It's mainstream country. But if you want to go into like country that, is rooted in Texas. Um, right now, we've got Coetzel, Flatland Cavalry is a big one, Parker McCollum, Cody Johnson, Turnpike Troubadours. Um, Turnpike Troubadours, that's a yeah. good name. Yeah, they, uh, they, they're not strange. They're just an exception because they're not actually from Texas, they're from Oklahoma. But they okay. won the hearts of Texans somehow 
because you know that we do not like Oklahoma. Is that a thing? Um, How big is the rivalry with Oklahoma and Texas? I think mostly if you if you if you follow uh, college football, the NCAA, I think that it that's where it's rooted. Right. I think that's where it's rooted, honestly. But um, so they somehow won the the hearts of all of us. They're probably my favorite country band ever. Yeah, I mean, if you're and, good, you're good. Yeah, and unfortunately, they are not together right now. So everybody's begging them to oh. come back. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> let me let me write some of these down. So we got Co Wetzel. You yes. mentioned uh, we got the Turnpike Troubadours. <laughs> that is such a cool name. <laughs> Flatland Cavalry. They uh, are coming up right now a lot. They are they are on top of their game. They just released an album recently, and it's amazing, honestly. Uh, so a fun fact: I learned this when I was in college. I took a radio station class, and country music by far is the largest listen to genre in america by far like it has the most radio stations it's the most listened to it is big. yeah for sure and i think if you ever come to texas obviously texas is very proud of we do it big and we definitely do it big when it comes to country music um and so also, Parker McCollum is a good one. Cody Johnson. Um, Cody we, Johnson. That sounds like just a, like a guy I went to high school with or something. He, <laughs> Cody he, Johnson. He has a pretty good story. He used to be a professional bull rider. And All right. got Yeah, and got injured. Or I think he got injured. Uh, don't quote me on this just because I'm not 100% sure. I know he's coming out with like his story. He, he's coming out with a documentary or something like that. Okay. where he explains exactly his his path towards country music but i think he got injured couldn't no longer um ride and ended up using country music as his plan b and now he's a big old star so <laughs> <laughs> okay so bull 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 fighting bull riding didn't work out uh yeah, i'm gonna try this country is, music thing a star is born texas style <laughs> wow yeah, but uh, so I've also got a few. Okay, so you got you got quite a list here. I like this. Yeah, so a lot of I I try my best. Whiskey Myers is another one. I know whiskey. Oh, Myers. I've heard of Whiskey Myers for sure. Yes, so I do have a lot of Wisconsin. That's that Wisconsin is a great name. Friends. Yes, that's a great name. <laughs> I do have a lot of Wisconsin friends on Twitter, and they're like, "Yeah, he's great," and I'm like, "He's worshipped in Texas. He is pretty much yeah. <laughs> People worship him." Um, uh, Mike and the Moon Pies. There's a lot of bands. I can go on forever. If you want, you can follow me on Spotify. I have like 2,000 songs on my country Spotify. What's your uh, What's your handle on Spotify? My, ha- my handle on everything is Ojanjan. O-H-H-J-N-J-N. Ojanjan. Um, my family calls me that. It just happened. <laughs> I've had that nice. name forever. So that, that's my name. I'm the original Ojanjan. Ojanjan. So what, okay. Is there two questions real quick. What's the biggest stage for country music in Texas? If like you play it, you made it type of thing. The Houston, the Houston rodeo. I think Houston rodeo, the Houston rodeo. I think Um, that stage is ridiculous just because I've been to the Houston rodeo and I've been to that arena it's an arena 
Um, and so, so during the Houston rodeo, what they basically do is they do the rodeo during like, I'm going to say, when did, I don't remember the times that we actually got there, but so the times was like rodeo from like four to seven. And then it was like, uh, then we'll have Cody Johnson from blah, 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 to blah, 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 or George Strait in the afternoon. So you get rodeo during the day and then a concert at night. And so I think that is one of the biggest stages that artists perform on. And wow. it is pretty, it, it's pretty amazing um, to see just because I've been, I went, uh, I saw Blake Shelton there and I didn't, I, I knew it was pretty, it was a pretty packed stadium um, until the lights went off and everybody turned on their phones, like the lights okay. to play uh, Austin, his like number one song. And that's when I realized exactly how many people were at that stadium. And the stage was rotating in the middle of the arena. So okay. sometimes you would get the back of the stage, but then he would come around and you would see the front of him. But I think that is like one of the biggest stages in, in Texas. What stadium is this? Um, is this Reliance Stadium? Or is it so, in its own separate thing? Uh, let's see. Hold on. Let me see. It's almost there. The energy, NRG. Oh, okay. It yeah. changed its name, yeah. So that okay. that's one of the biggest the Texans play, yeah. Yeah, it is one of the biggest um, stadiums that I've. Yeah, I I like keep up with n- no Texas teams whatsoever. <laughs> so funny. So I, it really is funny because I'm hearing all the hoopla and I don't <clears> even pay attention to majority of Texas teams, honestly. Yeah, well, they're not good at football. <laughs> I, yeah, no, they're not. Um, so is there a, what do people think of like pop country music then? Oh, um. It's not completely frowned upon. I mean, we'll listen. I, 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 I listen to everything. I will listen to it. Um, but there's some people that like don't tolerate it at all. The other day I was on the river and I, I was playing my music and I do have Dolly Parton in my country playlist. I'm not going to not have Dolly Parton. That's like not having Willie Nelson. That's like not having George Strait. And this guy was like, Hey, can you turn it off? Because we kind of want to <laughs> country music. He wanted me to turn out Dolly Parton. And I was so upset. I've never, because no one's ever told me to turn off my music. I'm pretty good at my playlists and stuff like that. I always set up my playlist so that way, you know, there's not a song that doesn't come out that people are bored of or whatever. So I had like my cue all set up. He Dolly Parton comes around. He wants me to turn it off. I was really upset. Where I, is this? Where Where is this? Where you're you're uh, curating and playing the music? On my speaker, I have a waterproof speaker that I take to the river with me. Oh, so you're on the river? Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I'm on the river, and I always I'm really prepared when it comes to any kind of body of water, just because I've dealt with everything. So my phone is waterproof. My 
speaker is waterproof, everything, like I'm set. And I took my speaker to the river and that's when he was just not having my music. So you're the one playing music. What is that? I know at like parties and stuff, someone usually gets to pick the music. What do you think about like the politicking that goes kind of behind the scenes and like trying to be the one to play the music? Do you ever experience that? Um, I think it just depends on who you hang out with because okay. the people that I hang out with, honestly, don't ever have a problem with my music. This guy, I don't know who he was. He just randomly came out of nowhere and he was from Oklahoma or Ohio. Oh, there it is. Yeah, he that's wasn't, why. Yeah, he wasn't even from Texas. He was from Ohio. So, or I don't know where he was from. Um, but as far as when I play my music, I've n- never had anybody tell me anything. And I'm really good to also hand over my phone in case somebody wants to hear something. I'm like, just cue it in. So that way it runs smoothly. And yeah. the you know, it doesn't just abruptly change and somebody likes the song and whatever. So, so I... I'm really good to like pass my phone around if anybody wants to cue in any music. Yeah, I have I have some friends. Uh, so I'll go over to their place. And so I have my my friend and his girlfriend and they kind of like try to sneak in their music. Like, oh. Be the one to play the music. So one is like one particular style. The other one has a different style. Oh. And I, I noticed that they're trying to position to like be the one to play the music. Yeah. Go over. yeah and i'm pretty um i guess persistent i get there whenever i go to the river or if we're barbecuing with my dad i am so i like rush to put my music on yeah. so that that way i'm the first one here i was here first you control the vibe the yeah. vibe is important for for the entire experience for everybody yeah i used to i used to actually i'm not dj but like when I was in college, I would, it was always my uh, like AirPod or whatever. What are they called? The, I forgot. It, time is going way too fast. It was actually like my music that they would put. Oh, nice. For the parties. And they would yeah. always say like, hey, take out, take out your music, take out your music. And I would just put it. And now I'm just like addicted to being DJ at anywhere I go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good thing to, to have. Um, so then who would you say you're like top three to five favorite bands, country bands or artists of all time are that have influenced you? I mean, I like I said, I listen to everything. Um, so I can't just um, I can't pinpoint it to just country. Like, okay. let's like, open it up then. So let's start with the country. Turnpike Troubadours is, uh, I, and and I think maybe because I was definitely, um, like, I didn't get the chance to ever see them live. I bought, every time I bought Mm. tickets to their concert, it was during the time that they were breaking up. So every time I bought a ticket, I would see that they were going to be somewhere. I would buy their ticket and they would cancel the show, cancel the show. It happened like three or four times. So I think I was starved of being able to see them live. So it just hurts every time I hear it. Um, <laughs> the Cure. So The Cure. The Cure. Is, yes. The Cure is one of my favorite bands of all time. I have see, seen them live. Um, yeah. And it was beautiful. And I cried. 
I was in the very front. It was ACL, I think, in uh, 2015, if I'm not mistaken, in Austin. Mm. Um, I got to see them live. I'm very happy that I that that happened because you know they're not from here. Yeah, like they're in Texas of all places. So I, I got to see them. Um, Amy Winehouse. I never got to see uh, her, and she yeah. is one of my all-time favorites. Um, influenced me in a way that I think uh, I think other bands haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, she was, and her story. I don't know if you've ever seen her documentary on Netflix, but her story is actually really sad, and it's it's it points out that even when people are calling out for help people ignore them she was ignored mm. so much and she called out for help through her music that was her way of calling out for help and yeah. when when she passed everybody was in shock and i'm like how can you be in shock when this person was obviously calling out for help so bluntly so you can see it even when you watch the documentary you can see it all over her face you can see it on her body you can see it because she was she had an eating disorder you can see it you can hear it in her music you can, can hear her pain and yet when she passed away everybody was completely in shock i don't know yeah. but but she influenced me in a way that um she wasn't afraid to be who she was in front of yeah. everybody in front of all these stages and artists try to like they're like Plato. They they transform themselves to be something that everybody wants them to be. Um, I feel like when you fall into that stardom, um, you want to be who you want to be able to get the listens and the money and all that stuff, and so you become somebody that you're not. And I think Amy Winehouse is a perfect is- example of being your authentic self. And people give her so much uh, negative. You know, they see her as like a negative uh, person or not negative, but they talk badly about her because she was addicted to drugs. She was blah, 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 like all this stuff. And but at the same time, when you watch her documentary, you see that the reason why she did this was because she was not okay, And she was trying to call out for help. And she was I don't know. I think she she was her her most authentic self. And I I see that in in a lot of artists but for her i think i saw it the most so you you would consider her a true artist because true artists are just expressing themselves they're not really worried about the outside all it is is like shining giving the world sharing what you have inside of you and so that authenticity comes across very genuine right for sure and you can even see it in her in her her looks she wasn't trying to look like anybody else in in the music scene during that time you see her and you see like 1950s style that she was wearing like her little shoes and stuff and then you realize that she was in the 2000s she was not you know in that time or early 90s and her voice was so powerful and different from others and very unique so I don't know. I just, I really see her as somebody that influenced me a lot. So when you go, when you go see live music, what, what are, what are you wearing and what are other people wearing? (laughs) A lot of turquoise. Um, I 
like to wear graphic tees or like Wrangler. Right now, the big, um, I guess the hype is you go to a thrift store or you raid your dad's closet or you raid your boyfriend's closet or whatever of any like Wrangler pearl snap button up, like anything like that. And so this you, is like a like a uh, like a jacket type of thing. Not a yeah. You kind of wear it as a cover up, or you can turn okay. it into a dress. There's like a lot of Western influencers that are now uh, wearing a lot of men's like Wrangler, even their pants. I have a bunch of Wrangler pants that I get from the Goodwill, and they're all men's. It's just it's just a style right now, and obviously boots. You cannot go to a country concert without boots. Although there are some bands that you totally can. Like how, many, how many how many how uh, many cowboy boots do you own? Pairs. I'm in my lifetime. I mean, <laughs> I've owned a lot. I I do kind of get sad because I have gotten rid of some, and then I kind of regret it. I'm like, I shouldn't have really. Got, I had a pair of ostrich. Ostrich is not allowed in the U.S., but I bought them in Mexico. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's not a lot. <laughs> I bought them in Mexico and my grandpa bought them for me too and I should have kept them. But um I have so many pairs of boots. That's just my thing. I don't even I'm pretty sure I have like 18 or 19. <laughs> yeah, pairs of boots. And that's not including I also have my snow boots, my duck boots, my rain boots because I used I used to live on a ranch and my mom used to call me to go do yard work and I wasn't yeah. going to wear my nice boots. So I would always wear my rain boots, but I feel like every time I go to some Western store or boot store, I want to buy a pair. That's where my money goes, honestly. <laughs> yeah. You look very, uh, and on social media, it looks like you put thought into all your outfits that you wear out to these shows. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I, I, I put thought into my outfits that I wear all the time. And I think that's why I post them. And people are always like, oh, you always post your outfits. I'm like, you have no idea. I planned my 4th of July outfit like three months ago. So... <laughs> you're so, yeah, yeah, you have kind of some distinct style. And uh, I... I enjoy it because it's different than what I see women wear in Chicago or Wisconsin. It's interesting. Yeah, what people no. wear is interesting to me. Yeah, it is very different here for sure. And if you can thrift it and you can buy it for like $2, kudos to you, like even better. I bought these earrings. Yeah, I was going to ask you about these. They're dream catchers. I bought them at a Halloween store for like $10, but I was like, they're so cute. I just need them. So, I mean, uh, I go to like the Helotis, which is Helotis. Everybody corrects me, whatever. Helotis, which is Elotes, um, okay. is really close by here. And they usually have a market on Saturdays on the first of the, like the first weekend of that month. And they have a lot of things, a lot of leather goods, a lot of rings and stuff like that. So I usually go and I see what they have. And I bought, I, I bought like a couple of rings that I have there, but mainly like turquoise stuff and cowboy hats. And it's very, it's very honky, very Western. 
Um, I do follow a lot of Western influencers. Uh, That's the first time I've like heard that phrase together. Western influencers. Uh, There's a lot of them. It's interesting to me. Yeah. There's a lot of them. It's like a big group of, of women who are coming together and they're just shining light on, um, you know, that Texas style of wear and it's great. And actually I'm lying. There's, there's women in Arizona. There's women that I follow that are from different places. It's not just Texas, but a lot of them are from Texas, but I mean, it can happen. I have friends in California who just, they embody that Western Obviously, yeah. I have family in California. They have a ranch. They have horses. They yeah. wear their boots when they... I feel like it's relatable in all areas of the United yeah. States. Well, it's very, it's very uh, like, American in, in yeah. a way, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Exactly. So what, what do you love most about country music and, like, country culture? Um, I like that you can be loud. I'm... I'm a, I have, I have a very bold personality. I like to be the center of attention. I, but when I'm there, it's not about being the center of attention. It's just about being loud with everybody else. I don't know. It's just a fun vibe. Like to go like get, get, I don't really get crazy, crazy, but I do get like my little buzzes and then we're all drinking and we're all having a good time. And I think that also translates to football because I love going to Packer games. How many Packer games have you gone to? I have gone to six. Okay. Seven. Six or seven, I think. Two were two were in Green Bay. Um, one in uh, Louisiana against the Saints. I went to Kansas City. And then I've seen two Dallas Cowboy games. I think that's it. Then it's six. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I do want to go to almost all the stadiums. I want to, I've been to Seattle. I've been to their stadium, okay. but I didn't go to a game. I just went, yeah. I went to a Mariners game and the stadium is smack dab right next yeah. to it. So I just walked over and I wanted to go see. And then I've seen the Bronco stadium because we were passing through there and we just stadiums to- are so awesome aren't they they really are i and love then, it they really are um and honestly though i'm gonna be really honest like dallas cowboy stadium is kind of overrated why do you it, say that it gets a lot of hype i get it because uh jerry jones spends a lot of money on it uh-huh. but it's kind of overrated this the seats are overpriced. Um, the same amount of money that I would spend on a ticket in Dallas, $250 per seat, is uh-huh. probably front row at a Packer game. <laughs> really? Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's just overpriced, and I think it's just a little overrated, to be honest. I know a lot of people will probably fight me for it, but... <laughs> I'm trying to uh I'm tr- I subscribe to this like stadium channel on YouTube 
and it goes through like everybody's stadiums. I'm trying to find it on here. Uh, darn, what's it called? I think the best the best fans okay. that I've ever met that give uh, uh, from an opposing team um, were the Saints. I think yeah. I give them yeah, I that's... give them a lot of credit for their hospitality as far as they didn't want to fight us. They wanted to party with us. And I mean, we were losing that game and we did lose it. But at the same time, it's just a, such a good vibe. Even before the game, uh, we went to um, like we, we, we just went out like bar hopping and stuff like that. And it was great. They were I hear awesome. great things about New Orleans. Yes, they they are great. Okay, so uh, this channel is called the World, the Wide World of Stadiums on YouTube, and they have playlists of uh, future stadiums, American football, baseball, rugby league, union football, cricket. Um, they have like all the ACC stadiums, the SEC stadiums, the Big Twelve, and they go through like all these like, Google Earth images. It's cool. Oh, that's awesome. What is it called again? The Wide World of Stadiums. Okay, I like watching those Maybe kinds of shows. Yeah, I, I like. Um, and yes. Arrowhead Stadium is crazy loud, crazy loud. I know, I know. Louder Seattle. than New Orleans? Yes. Where I left the game and my ears were ringing because it's, oh, wow. it's shaped like a funnel so that the noise travels in circles instead of going straight out. Like if you, if you go uh, to, it goes up. Yeah, like okay. a funnel instead of like, like Lambeau Field. It's just, you know, spread out and nice and open. Well, Arrowhead goes straight up like a funnel. So the, the noise travels in circles. And at the mm. end of the game, my ears were just ringing. I could hear ringing everywhere I went afterwards. It wow. was crazy. What's, what's your uh, favorite Packer memory? So I have Packer moments watching and also in person. Okay. Um, watching, watching the game, I will have to say, uh, Favre 2003 Packers versus Raiders when he played mm. after his dad died. It was just, yeah, that's like magic to me. <laughs> I remember watching that game. That was incredible. Every time I watch, I still watch it and I cry. Sometimes I'm yeah. like, I just need to see it. Um, it was magic. There's it unexplainable things happen during that game. Yeah. Uh, so also like he could just throw the ball and it would get caught no matter yeah. what. Like, and it just like landed in the end zone somehow. Like yeah. 399 so, passing yards, four touchdowns. Just incredible. It was beautiful. I also have winning the Super Bowl in 2011. Okay. I have a video with my family where I'm literally standing on the table wearing a uh, those uh, worker hat with the big old G on it. Oh, yeah. Jumping up and down in my Crocs because that my grandma got me. I'm like jumping up and down. Um, they recorded me. I was jumping on the table. Um, 
And then the Roger Tail Mary 2015 versus the Lions. That gives me goosebumps every single time I watch it. It shows up on my newsfeed on Twitter and I have to see it. I can't just pass by it. I have to see it just to get those goosebumps and those feelings again. Um, so that gives me a rush. In person, those, okay. those two cowboy games that I went to, I love when I go to a game and it ends up, uh, what is it? GIF, GIF. I don't know how to pronounce it. GIF. It ends up a GIF on Twitter. Um, I went to the 2013 game where Packers played the Cowboys, where Rodgers was out. So Matt Flynn jumped in. Oh. And he still beat the Cowboys. Nice. That was just that was just great because I had a yeah. bunch of Cowboy fans that were like rubbing it in our faces that we were that we were behind, and then mm. we end up winning, and it was great. And I think we had not won in that stadium with Brett Favre at all. I think that was the first game, if I'm not mistaken, that we won in that stadium. Oh wow! Yes. Fun so, fact. Yeah. So I think that's that a fun was- fact. <laughs> uh, I mean, don't quote me on it. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, because I remember my dad saying, we don't win. In th- my, my dad's been a Packer fan forever. So he's always like, we don't win in this stadium. When we went to the Saints game, we don't win in the stadium. I don't want to go see that game in that yeah. stadium. And sure enough, we lost. He was like throwing his boots across the floor. <laughs> he was like, never again am I going to see the Packers in, like at the stadium. He's like, I hate it. So, um, and then I also w- just recently went to the 2019 game where Aaron Jones scored all those touchdowns. It was great. And he did the little, see you later. Oh, yeah, yeah. It became a big old poster. I need it as like a big old poster in my room or something. It's just, I love it when, when you go to a game, it comes like, su- it becomes really memorable. And then you just see it on your timeline. Do you remember the S- Super Bowl 31? with the Packers in 97 97 you know when we, we beat the Patriots in the Super the Bowl Patriot I was I was six but I will always remember that year because my dad asked my mom to marry him after they won the Super Bowl wow <laughs> yeah. so they won the Super Bowl and my mom said that that's when my dad asked her isn't that cool? <laughs> oh nice in case you in case i need to like say just exactly how packer diehard my family are like how diehards they are without actually having to say it my dad asked my mom to marry him after that game because they won he was feeling good he was was feeling good he was like my team just won i can do anything so (laughs) i was was six years old how would you describe then the Packer fan base and, and why does it, why does the team resonate so well nationally? I think that they hold so much history. They hold so much history, which I can talk forever. If I ever am around and I'm drinking and I'm having a good time and then somebody just brings up like, why are you a Packer fan? And I, I just spit out all these facts. They had their documentary on they have it on packers.com i believe um and it's like a it's a 10 hour documentary i have seen it five times i have seen it five times so if you want to know exactly what happened throughout every episode is within a 10 year span 
So it was like the it oh, was for yeah. the hundred year celebration. They did every every episode is ten years, so it's like an uh, it's like a ten hour long documentary. And wow. um, it, I think they just hold so much history. And one of my uncles, he's a cowboy fan. He's like, I just wish y'all can be bad sometimes. That's what he said. And I said we were bad in the eighties. You know, like we we've had our time that we're bad we're not always good he's like yeah but y'all are spoiled like you've had Favre and Rogers like what the hell like it's just I think they just hold so much history and um and the fan base is something else honestly and I'm really proud to be part of that fan base um because you can say all you want that Dallas is the best fan base or I don't know people like to argue with me here in Texas just because they want to argue um yeah they they just want to fight and then they realize that I'm the daughter of a coach so it's like oh she knows what she's saying um but it's just there's people being buried there's a company that makes caskets that are just green and gold and packers and people are being buried in those like it's just that fan base is so true to it's a way of life and I think it's so beautiful and I love to see when somebody like whenever I'm at the stadium and I see everybody all together just rooting for our team is I think it's so beautiful I I know I get I get really emotional and but that fan base is something else. Those are die hards. Yeah. I have friends and I'm probably going to be one of those people that gets tattooed like the G on my shoulder or something. Do you, do you have a Packers tattoo? I want one. I want the G for sure. You know who I, has a G tattoo on themselves? Who? Harry Styles. Oh yeah, Harry he's Styles. A Packer fan. So you know what? He's a Packer fan because when he first came Oh, um, I know the story. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah, his roommate, and then yeah, I, I know everybody's story of like why they're Packer fans. Like uh, Lil Wayne, like I know exactly why he's a Packer. How did fan. Lil think, Wayne become a Packer fan? Lil Wayne's story is actually really beautiful. So his stepdad um, was a huge Packer fan, and so his stepdad would buy like uh, Green Bay cups, Green Bay towels, and he was mm. like, "We were so poor that we didn't really have regular." towels or like regular cups like he's like every morning I would wake up and drink out of a green bay cup because like we were poor we didn't have fancy stuff like that he's like so um whenever he's like I go for the Packers because that was home for me home Mm. like it embodied home for me I had to use a green bay towel every day I could my mom wouldn't buy fancy towels for us that you know other all the other kids had yeah and, and I can totally relate to that. My dad has a Green Bay Packer toaster. Like, nice. Like the, the toast of bread with a big old G on it. And Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And so I, I think my siblings and I can totally relate to that. We, we're all Green Bay Packer fans, like diehards. You see our pictures. We're crazy. Um, because growing up, we my my 
my parents would like cram us all into one car and we would drive 24 hours. It's a 24 hour drive oh, wow. to Wisconsin from the bottom of Texas all the way to Wisconsin. That's a, that's a trip. Yeah. It, and we did this for every year for nine years. Wow. I've because Wisconsin is the place that I've been the most. So I've been to Wisconsin like nine or 10 times, but, um, and so they would take us and we take that trip every other Christmas. It was, so we actually had snow on Christmas. We hated, we still do. We hate spending Christmas here in Texas. Cause we're like, it just doesn't feel like Christmas. It's hot. Yeah. It's a hundred degrees on Christmas here. Mm-hmm. So we would travel all the way up to Wisconsin. We would spend Christmas with my grandparents and that was what we knew. That was our Christmas. So, yeah. every, so now Christmas here isn't the same. Um, I always want to be up there. And, and, and I know my Wisconsin friends freak out. They're like, why would you want to come to Wisconsin in December? Yeah. Like, that's the worst time to come. I'm like, because that's home for me. That's what I, yeah. that is the one place where I don't get homesick. Yeah. yeah. So let me see if let me see if I got something here. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. So I'm I'm showing her right here. I'm I own a share in oh, uh so stinking Green Bay great. Packers. So I'm actually one of the owners. Right nice. Here. That's so awesome. You got one of these? No, but my cousin's grandpa, um, my cousin's the only boy grandson on their side of the family. So he's getting a share. Um, But that's amazing. I would love to do that. I would love to own a share. Look at that. And I will also, I also want season tickets, but I know I will have to wait 30 years. Are you on the wait list? I want to be on the wait list. Well, why don't you just put yourself on the wait list? I totally should, right? I think I, I haven't checked recently. I was at 104,000. <laughs> I think I'm down to 94. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah, no. Um, And that too, like it, it just, it's very, um, frustrating to be a Packer fan in Texas just because I feel like I don't know if you remember this commercial it was a long time ago and my mom would tell my dad that he had fan displacement syndrome FDS FDS it it, it came out it was a Sunday ticket commercial because they were they were kind of um, saying like if you have FDS you should get (laughs) Sunday ticket so you can watch yeah. all the games. Fan displacement syndrome is when you're away from your team. You live in the state away from your team. This is so, diagnosable. Yeah. So I have fan displacement syndrome. And I I part of me wants to move to Wisconsin. I'm I'm like, I give myself five years. I'll probably end up moving there soon. Um, but just because Texas, I have not been having it here in Texas whatsoever. Um but like the weather, everything's crazy. So, um, yeah, I, 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 that would be amazing. I would, I want to get on the, like the season ticket wait list and I want to own a share. Like, oh, maybe, so maybe awesome. they'll, they'll put some more up. Yeah. Uh, all right. So this last question I have for you, 
how do you think they'll do this year? And what do you think of the whole Rogers situation? Okay. So that's what I was going to say. Like, okay. I don't go for any Texas teams, but at the same time, I've been very upset with the media just because, and I said it on my podcast, Lombardi sweep. I thought the whole Aaron Rodgers deal was made up. I thought it was, I think it's manufactured. I think it's fake. I think it's fake. And call my call, call me. You're ignorant. You're in denial, blah, blah, blah. You need to, you need to check the facts. And I'm like, I don't believe anything unless it comes out of that man's mouth. (laughs) I'm not going to believe anything as of now. All I see is this man wanted some time with his fiance as any other human being would like on their time off to enjoy the honeymoon stage. Jesus. Like they're, <laughs> they're, they're over here. Like they're, they're, they're pinpointing him as a bad man because he didn't show up to like camp. That's not even mandatory. Yeah. And he is one of the, oldest guys on the team like he doesn't need to be practicing the playbook (laughs) he doesn't need to be there like you know for the I say that's fine for the rookies to be there and all that stuff like he doesn't need to be there he's he's I don't know I was so mad with the media you see the Adam Schefter thing that yes so it's like so he apologized because he said. Did he apologize? I didn't know. He yes, apologized. he he. I think he did. If I'm not mistaken, don't quote me on that. So that I what think I think it apologized. is, it's like ESPN trying to get clicks, so they know this will get clicks, and that's why they're doing it. Exactly. It's advertising. And then they did it. Yeah. I was a little upset too because, although I love football, I also I appreciate athletes in general, and they did it right before the draft, taking yeah. away all this light to these kids that are coming in yeah and and they're like this is this is i finally get like what i've been working so hard for but here's aaron Rodgers. he's been in this game for years really uh tasteless right Uh, uh, espn's part it's yeah really no i i I there's probably a little bit there but you know what you know what all of this doesn't matter if Jordan Love is good. Yeah. Like, like what if I think he'll I think Rogers will play, but if he doesn't, I mean, if love if love turns into be great and it's like Favre, Rogers, love. Well, I guess it comes down to this. People, people don't The Packers are in a very good place where the franchise is so stable that they're able to think long term and make moves that won't be in play till later. Whereas most most franchises are like running, running, running the franchise like uh, just like on the fly. You don't know if their coach is getting fired. Their quarterback isn't good. So they're playing for their job all the time. There's so much flux that fans don't really understand what it's like to think long-term with their franchises because they don't have the culture that supports it. Yeah. No, I mean, and I know there was like a big uproar. I know I was a little upset too. I'm not going to lie. I was a little upset too when they drafted Love, but then after Clarity and after a while, I was like, hey, look, Aaron Rodgers sat on the bench for what, three years? Yeah, just do the same thing. 
just just chilling so if even if love although i would say it's nice to hold love as collateral as well when it comes to uh like like trading deadlines and stuff like that or you know we want to move up on, on the draft while he's still hot in a sense like oh yeah we got this quarterback that was drafted first round like you want to trade or like whatever let's just do something which i i'm totally for that too but at the same time i was like aaron Rodgers sat on the bench for three years so um and i really don't see and and i remember people like i don't you remember Aaron Rodgers was loved from the beginning. I'm like, did you not watch that? <laughs> he was booed. He was booed so bad by our own team. Like our own fans were there like boo. Cause they loved Brett Favre. Like my, well, there's that divide that my, there was like this serious divide with Packer my, fans. My dad to this day does not buy a Rogers Jersey. My yeah. dad's a diehard. And I'll be like, Dad, are you ever gonna buy a Rogers jersey? Like maybe it's time. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad's a Favre oh. guy and a Bart Starr guy. Yeah, my my dad yeah. has every color of Favre, which hopefully he doesn't hear this, but he has Favre's Viking jerseys and Jets jerseys. <laughs> he was yeah, he loved him so much. In on our bar, like where we have all our drinks and stuff, like there's a framed one dollar bill with Favre's face in yes. the middle instead of george washington yes. so honestly Favre is beloved yeah for sure he was i just want him to stop tweeting and stop talking but um yeah. yeah no so i do have a podcast where we talk about football and i am the biggest clown i give all the credit to my co-hosts because they're the ones that like come out with the stats uh luke trevor and zach they're the ones that like come up with the stats they're the ones that come up with i'm the jokester on that show and i always feel like the kid that because obviously i still have a lot to learn they're the ones that have been doing this for a long a longer time than i have or longest and so they're the ones that come out with these stats and come out with everything and i'm just like all about the gossip and i want to just talk (laughs) about how funny it is that this and that like gardner Minshew, i'm in love with him so they're always like who would you want on the team they're like yeah hypotheticals yeah they're like oh i would want this person because they're very fast uh, like with their out routes and all that stuff and i'm like gardner Minshew, have you ever seen him in jorts (laughs) (laughs) and that mustache and the mullet like he doesn't even have to play he's got a look going on on the sidelines just and just chugs beard wisconsin will love him but um yeah so i have that and we talk about Packer football even though like right now it's just been all up in the air and everything is just about all about Aaron Rodgers and and yeah I I was one of those and I still am one of those people that think it's all made up until he comes out and says something himself then and he hasn't he's very good at playing yeah he's a he's a very coy (laughs) individual he's very good at like and the thing is what bugged me the most is like he told me when he he's a very secretive person we found out he had a fiance until he said it on national tv yeah nobody had any idea until he said yeah me and my fiance and everybody was like what we didn't even know you guys yeah i I remember twitter kind of blowing up then yeah even though i kind of knew they were dating because i my mom the other day you're plugged in you're plugged in you got the the sources 
my mom was like there's something wrong with Aaron Rodgers if he if he hasn't gotten married and he's about to be 35 and I was like dude I'm about to be 30 like what are you saying so I told her I'm like he he probably he's a smart guy he probably knows exactly who he wants what he wants in a in another person he's not gonna and he's Aaron Rodgers he's not just gonna settle for anybody you know and um and then he actually was on his ex-girlfriend's podcast. I don't know if you ever heard it, um, where he just spoke about himself and he was very personal and talked about his childhood and his family. He's, I know. And the thing that amazes me is that a lot of people want to talk so much about him, but they've never heard anything he has to say. Yeah. And if you listen to that podcast, he's, he really reveals a lot of his true colors. And I think Interesting. Because, because he was sitting with his girlfriend and at the time, yeah. I think he revealed a lot about himself that he's never revealed to anybody else. And uh, so- His Pat McAfee interviews are really good too. Yeah, I know. I need to, I need to uh, like watch them. I've been, I just got a recently, I got a new job. So like I've been trying to get on top of that and then, Try, I've been trying to do it all, trying to be on the podcast, trying to nice. listen to this, trying to listen to that. Um, but yeah, no, I think when they said, like, he told me, I'm like, we just found out he had a fiance and now all of a sudden he's telling everybody his feelings. Yeah. Uh, no. So I don't, I'm, I'm not a believer of anything that the, that the media has been saying lately. So I haven't been watching games. I haven't been, I've just been really salty and grumpy towards ESPN and, you know, every other media outlet out there. There we go. We can prove him wrong by him coming back and winning the Super Bowl. For sure. I honestly, last year, I wanted to cry. Yeah, like, I know. That's, that's, <laughs> that, that loss is right up there with a uh, couple other of those losses recently. Oh, yeah. 2014 think, was terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's bad. Well, anyways, we got to wrap this up here. Thanks for coming on and sharing with me all about Texas culture, country music, and uh, love talking of Packers. As yeah, always. <laughs> of course. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Rich Conversations. Again, you can follow Janet at OJanJan. Have a beautiful day.